Well, hey guys, good morning. Uh, my name is Josh. I'm the lead pastor here at Evident Church. And I just want to say thank you so, so much for joining us online. And wherever and whenever you're watching this, I'm just really excited that you're leaning in. I believe God has something really, really special planned for today. I want to encourage you to lean into that. And it means so much to me when you guys comment and when you guys share and when you guys jump in and are part of the online community. I love what happens, um, what's taking place online as we gather together. So I want us to encourage you to go ahead and say hi, post in the comments, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I just want to say on the front end of all of this, I know, I know, I know this is a difficult and crazy season. But what I want you to know is that you are not alone. And if there's any way that I or our staff or leaders can, can encourage you and be there for you, please reach out to us and let us know. We're in this together. Uh, you are not alone. And I want to encourage you with a thought here at the beginning. No matter what you're going through, I want to encourage you by faith to remember that no matter what is going on, never underestimate what God is doing through this season. Uh, several years ago, when our oldest daughter uh, was just a couple years old, she rolled out of bed in the middle of the night and she cut open her cheek and uh, she was bleeding and just crying and screaming out and hurting. My wife and I were scrambling, trying to figure out what was going on and try to get her to the emergency room. And there were several moments throughout that when I'm sure my daughter thought, man, what's my dad doing? Like, where is he? Why isn't he doing something? But what she didn't know or didn't realize was that the whole time she was hurting and the whole time that she was waiting, I was working. And in the midst of this crisis and this season we're in, no matter what you're going through, you have to know and have to realize that God is at work. So never underestimate what God is doing. And you know, while it seems like this is an obstacle or a roadblock, I believe that for the church, the church is getting stronger and the church is expanding. I believe that for you, as you go through challenges, you are getting stronger and you are growing. So never underestimate what God is doing right now through all of this. Because we believe that God is in control, that He is good, and that He is at work in what is taking place right now. See, we would be confused or we would be misled if we look at the narrative of what's taking place and go, God, why aren't you doing something? Because if we're really, really honest, there's something much, much deeper and bigger going on right now than simply some kind of virus, than simply some kind of economic concerns, right? God is doing something on a spiritual level. That's our challenge today is to see what God is doing at a different level. That's why I'm so excited about this series that we're in as we're finishing up Ephesians chapter 6 today. Because it reminds us this, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 12. It says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, God wants us to see <laughs> that there is a battle raging right now. And on the surface, it looks like the battle is for toilet paper and for, um, for, for other things. But it's really about people's eternal destinies. And it's really about us being wake, awakened to the spiritual realities. God reminds us our battle is not against flesh and blood. 
but it is against spiritual forces. See, really what's taking place in the universe is this battle between God and our enemy, between good and evil. And we're on one side or the other. We have to recognize that the enemy is trying to take ground and God is trying to take ground back. We are in a fight. And what I want to encourage you to do right now for just a few minutes is to move past the craziness and consider what God is doing. I want to encourage you to pray a simple prayer to simply say, God, you're in control. What do you have for me in all of this? God, help me to see past the surface issues. Help me to recognize a deeper, bigger thing that you're doing in our world and in my life. Calm me enough to be able to recognize what you're doing. And when we planned out this series called You Got This several months ago, we had no clue where we'd be at this very moment. But I do believe that God did. And I do believe that God wants to use what we're talking about today to calm your spirits and to empower you. See, this whole series is about identity and who God says we are. And I believe that as we hear more and more what God says about us, we will hear God saying clearly to us, you got this. What an encouraging message to hear from God right now. You got this. You got this. You got this. I pray that you hear God whispering in your ear, you got this. You got this. You got this. No matter what may come, you got this. See, what God wants us to know about ourselves, here's our I am statements. Number one, you are chosen. God chose you to be in a relationship with him. You are graced. The crazy good news of Jesus is that we are saved by God's grace. You are loved. You need to know that you are loved and there's nothing you could do to make God love you more. There's nothing you could do to make God love you less. You are loved by God. You belong. God made you for a family. Uh, we belong together. We will rise to, through this together. You belong you are transformed. See, God comes into a person's life. God empowers them. He changes them. He transforms them. We don't have to live in fear. We are overcome with faith. And today, our topic for today is you are empowered. You are empowered. And we'll flash a picture of a painting for this week, but it's by our very own Alexandra Beattie. So please give it up for Alexandra. And it depicts what we're talking about today, which is the armor of God, that you are empowered. See, you may not realize it, but I want you to, to see this and I want us to pay attention. You probably you feel it. I know you do. But we are facing the battle of our lives. We are fighting the battle of our lives. And I don't mean coronavirus. I mean, we're fighting the battles that God has placed in front of us. Right now, we're seeing the intensity get ratcheted up. And what that does is it kind of peels away the surface layers and allows us to look deeper. See, God is doing something bigger right now in our world. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you, can you perceive that? See, we are in a fight, but we are not afraid because we are empowered. We are in a fight, but we are not afraid because we are empowered by God. And I don't know if you've ever heard um, this prayer before. It's called the serenity prayer. Uh, it goes like this. Uh, it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. And right now, there's some stuff we can't change. 
We can't change the shelter in orders. We can't change um, the circumstances of the economy. There's a lot of things we can't change right now. God, give us the, the peace and surrender to accept and say, you know what? I can't change that stuff. God, give us the courage to change the things we can. So what I want to talk to you about for the next few minutes is how to fight the battles that we see in front of us right now. Ephesians 6 gives us some great things to look at for how to fight these battles. And kids, uh, those who are joining us, uh, I want to encourage you to do this as we talk about this. Day. Today we're talking about something called the armor of God. It's protection God gives us um, to fight fear and to fight anxiety and to fight temptation. And uh, the armor of God is something that you put on. So I want to encourage you these next few moments with your parents' permission, go grab as much sports equipment or dress up stuff as you possibly can. Come back to the room and put it all on. Put it all on as if you're putting on the armor of God. And again, snap a picture, share it with me. Maybe you can even draw it out, draw out the armor of God um, and engage with what we're doing today um, with your family as well. So here's what we're going to do. I want to share three things with you, three ways we can fight. We've got to learn to fight and we're going to fight in three different ways. Here's the first way. I want to challenge you and encourage you to fight with purpose. Fight with purpose. Recognize that you are in a fight and you need to fight with purpose right now. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities and against powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. It says the word stand in there so many times. It's encouraging us, be strong, don't back down. Your purpose and your goal right now is to stay standing. Hold on to your faith. Fight with purpose and intentionality. See, the goal right now isn't to stay perfect. The goal right now is to stay standing. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your hope. You'll have good days and bad days. You'll get knocked down, but get back up. See, I love this thought. This is so cool. If if you know this, if you're a follower of Jesus, we recognize that we are not losing the battle. We have, in fact, already won. See, we don't fight In this battle, we don't fight to achieve victory. We don't fight for victory. We fight from a position of victory. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. See, if we're with Jesus, if you've placed your trust in Jesus and he's changed your life and come into your life, you are victorious because Jesus has won. What we're watching unfold is simply a playing out of the battle and you and I get to be a part of that. See, we are taking ground. See, this is not just right now. This is not about coronavirus. We need to wake up. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. This is about people's souls. This is a spiritual battle taking place right now. See, listen, we don't fight to hold ground. We fight to take ground. I want to challenge you to change the narrative. See, the enemy has taken ground in your family and in your life and is is messing with you. But God is coming to fight to take you back. 
See, we get caught up in worrying about the stuff that we can see and God is challenging us. Don't focus on what you can see. Focus on what you can't see. Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. He's saying, hey, there's an unseen battle and here on one side or the other, and we need to stand. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See, gates don't advance. We got to change the narrative. See, hell is not trying to advance on Jesus. And Satan is not trying to advance. Satan has already taken ground and God is going after Satan to take ground back. See, I think the enemy is scared right now. I think the enemy is on the run right now because the church has left the building because God has deployed his people. What, God, what, what the enemy intended for evil, God intended for good. I think that we need to pick a fight with the enemy right now. I've shared this before, but I've got a couple older brothers, and one time uh, I, I wanted some payback, and my dad was helping us wrestle, and he had my older brother pinned down, and he said, okay, Josh, here's your chance. And so I took the chance, and I gave my older brother as big a wedgie as I possibly could. I did pay later, but in the moment... Um, I took that challenge. I, I picked the fight because my, my dad was with me. And I believe right now we need to fight with purpose, that God is at work all around us, that we need to have our eyes open to that fact, that we are not fighting to survive. We are fighting to take back ground. We are pushing back darkness. We are setting people free from what holds them back. We need to fight for it because God is at work. Jesus is alive. We need to rattle the cages of hell. We need to fight with purpose. We need to fight with purpose. Next, number two, we need to fight with power. We need to fight with power. See, we're in a battle, and God has given us weapons to fight with that give us power. But so many times we're trying to bring a knife to a gunfight. We need to fight with the power that God gives us. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. 1 Corinthians 1.27 and 28 says, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world, the despised things, the things that are not to nullify the things that are. See, God takes things that we wouldn't think as powerful and he uses them with power to change lives. And we read this in Ephesians 6 about the armor of God. It says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. See, here are the things that God fights with. He tells us to fight with truth. There is truth, and it comes from God. And we find power when we fight with truth. He says, I want you to fight with purity. He says, the breastplate of righteousness. 
purity or righteousness is the quality of being morally right. There are moral standards and we fight with power when we seek to do the morally right thing. But ultimately though, we recognize that our morality or our purity doesn't come from our own righteousness, but it comes from what Jesus has done. It's called imputed righteousness. So what guards our heart and what guards the vital organs of, this, this, uh, of our lives is we're not leaning on our own moral purity, but we're leaning on Jesus. Um, it's like if Jesus had a bank account and every time he did something right, a deposit was made, his bank account is full and ours is not. But imputed righteousness of the gospel says when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, it's like taking what's in his account and putting it in ours. And we find power when we live in his righteousness, with his righteousness wrapped around us. God fights with peace. God fights with peace. We fight with power when we're always ready to make peace. There's power in peace. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., as he led a movement of civil rights and equality, he made a declaration that, that we will not fight with violence. We will fight with peace. The next thing we see is faith. Roman soldiers would take a six-foot high shield and they would have cloth on the outside of some kind. They would soak it in water so that when arrows were shot that were, were uh, full of fire, it would extinguish the arrows. And we find power when we fight with the eyes of faith, seeing the spiritual battle that is raging. Salvation, we protect our mind when we remind ourselves that we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ, not by what we've done, but by what he has done. And the Holy Spirit, we fight with power when we rely on and submit to the work of God in our lives um, through the word of God. So as we just eat and as we consume the word of God, uh, it encourages us and we are full of faith. We fight with power when we lean into what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. You know, what's crazy is all the armor in the world doesn't do a thing unless we put it on. But we fight with power when we fight with the things and the weapons that God has given to us. All right, and number three. So number one, we fight with purpose. Number two, we fight with, with power. Number three, we fight with prayer. Here's what the rest of Ephesians says. He says, I want you to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. See, the battle that we are facing right now, the one that's not against flesh and blood, the one that's actually bigger and more important that God is in charge of and that you and I are engaged in, that battle, that battle is won on our knees. I guarantee that the battles, the most important battles you are facing right now in your heart and in your head and in your relationships, those battles are won by prayer. We have some sayings around our church. One of them is when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. 
Prayer is battle. It's fighting. I believe that God can do more in a day than we could do in a decade. We must pray right now more than ever. We need to go to God in prayer. When we pray, our eyes get opened to what God is doing. When we pray, our heart gets filled and encouraged. When we pray, God gives us insight and inspiration. I think one of the biggest struggles right now uh, for many of us is just simply asking, okay, God, I just feel helpless to know what to do. The future is uncertain, and I just don't know how to help. I want to help people. I want to do something, but I just don't know what to do. I want to make a suggestion. I want to encourage you to pray. I know prayer doesn't feel like it's doing anything, but when you pray and you ask God, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, will give you ideas and insights. I want to encourage you to pray and then act. Pray and then act. Pray and then act. God knows who needs help. God knows what's going on, and he can give you inspiration to know what to do. So I want to close with this. What I love about Paul's prayer and what's challenging me to me at the end of Ephesians is that Paul goes through all of this. He says, this is who you are. You are chosen. You are loved. You are grace. You belong. You're transformed and empowered. This is who you are. But it's not for selfish reasons. See, God is doing something bigger. God is calling us to get engaged in that fight. So here's what Paul's prayer was. Pray for me also, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I'm an ambassador in chains. See, Paul was imprisoned for his faith. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. See, what I love about Paul's request and what is personally convicting to me, as I think about my prayers right now, My prayers are, God, keep me healthy and safe, and um, please provide for my needs. But what Paul prays, he doesn't pray for protection. He doesn't pray for justice in his situation. He doesn't pray for his obstacles to go away. What Paul prays for in the middle of his challenges is he prays for boldness. God, give me boldness to tell people about the good news about Jesus. See, Paul saw this spiritual battle, and he lived there. God is doing amazing things. Church, please lift up your eyes. God, help us to see and engage in the battle. So here's what I want us to close today. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to do two things. Number one, we're going to pray a prayer and pray from head to toe, that God would cover us with his armor. So what I want you to do is right there where you are, no matter who you're with or where you're watching this, I just want you to pray. And we're going to pray all the different elements of the armor of God. So go ahead and bow your heads. Even place your hands on those different parts of your body. And we're going to pray. And God, I pray in this moment, as we're leaning into you, Holy Spirit, I pray that you put the belt of truth around our waist. God, help us to know what is true. God, I pray that you take the breastplate of righteousness, that we are covered in Jesus' righteousness. 
His blood covers us from head to toe. We are protected in Jesus. God, I pray that you'd put the gospel of readiness, the gospel of peace on my feet and on our feet. God, that we're ready to go make peace with anyone at any time. We go to bring peace to people. God, I pray that you'd give us a shield of faith, that we carry the shield of faith with us, that when the enemy attacks, we can easily fight those things off. God, I pray that you'd help us to put on the helmet of salvation, to recognize that we are saved in Jesus Christ, that we are secure in Jesus Christ. Protect our mind. And God, give us wisdom to know how to use your word, to be in your word, to be fed by your word, the spirit, the sword of the spirit. God, I pray that you'd equip us and cover us and help us to live with your armor on. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I'm just going to pray one more prayer for us. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to pray for boldness for God's people. So what I want to encourage you is I want to encourage you to reach out your hand to the screen. Everyone do this. Reach out your hand right now or reach your hands to heaven. And we're going to pray Paul's prayer. We're not going to pray for God's protection, even though we see craziness. God, give us courage to pray for boldness, to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is doing something right now. Empower your people. Let's pray together. Reach out your hand, raise up your hand with those around you. Pray together as a family. Father, we pray that you would make us bold. Holy Spirit, embolden and empower your people with words that might be given to us that we can make known the mystery of the gospel and help us to speak it fearlessly as we should. God, give us wisdom. Help us to fearlessly show people your love even in the face of danger right now. Holy Spirit, give us creativity and insight. We come against the enemy in this season with your power. Pour your spirit on all people. In Jesus' name, amen. And I believe that there are some of you watching right now, and you feel a little bit like you're watching from the outside looking in. Like you can sense God working in your heart, but you're not sure how to make him a part of your life. And what the Bible says is that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins and that we, we are invited to put our faith and trust in Jesus. When we do, he makes us brand new. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For it's by believing in our heart that we are made right with God. It's by openly declaring our faith that we are saved. So if that's you right there, wherever you are watching this, I want to encourage you to use your mouth and simply say and simply cry out to God, Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Just express to him, I give you my sin. Come into my life and set me free. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you just prayed that prayer, if you cried out to God with sincerity, welcome to the family of God. God is coming into your life and transforming who you are. I pray that you will feel the joy of the Lord in your life, that you'll be strengthened by Him, that you'll know that you are empowered. 
And if you prayed that prayer, if you made that decision, I would love to have you reach out and let us know. Uh, There's two ways you can do that. You can just go ahead and put all caps in the comments to say yes, yes in all caps. Let us know you made that decision. Or you can text yes to this number, 586-330-9859. We'll put the number on the screen for you, 586-330-9859. Text yes to that number. We would love to be able to pray for you and give you some resources to be able to begin your journey and your relationship with Jesus. But come on, I believe people are saying yes to Jesus right now. We celebrate that with you and we praise God for what he is doing in your life. God is at work. So I want you to text, uh, put that in the comments or text that number while we listen to this last song.